Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of. If this is your first time here, hello, my name is Layla and this is my beauty podcast. First things first, Cute Kind Of has reached over 50 downloads since the pilot in May, which is crazy considering the fact that I thought it would take almost about a month just to reach 10 downloads when I started uploading consistently in December. So a very warm thank you for that. Next, you might have noticed, you probably have not, but I changed my Instagram handle to at cutekindofpodcast rather than having at cutekindofunderscore just so it would be easier to find. I'm also redoing my Instagram feed because my previous feed was too much digital work when I wanted to upload to Instagram. For example, like I had to follow that entire like desktop-esque look and I would have to go into Photoshop and upload and redesign every single photo I upload so I wasn't able to just upload freely whenever I wanted so I just wanted to make things a lot easier and then that also reminds me to beg you guys to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts your feedback helps me make this podcast better and gives me a lot more direction for beauty news and products um in more beauty business news, Coty purchased the majority stake in Kylie Cosmetics. It was about 51% for $600 million, according to Estee Laudry on Instagram. Um, I thought this was really interesting because now Kylie Cosmetics is under what I consider the big three of beauty, which is like the three major beauty conglomerates, which is Coty, L'Oreal, and Estee Lauder. Um, another surprise that I also got from Estee Lauder is that Estee Lauder purchased a company called Have and Be Co for $1.1 billion. Um, and Have and Be Co is the parent company to Dr. Jart, which is the first Korean beauty brand to, which was one of the first Korean beauty brands to be sold in Sephora, which makes Dr. Jart Estee Lauder's first Asian-based brand. Um, I tried to research more about Have and Be Code just to see if they have any other brands underneath them. And it's actually, it looks like it's just Dr. Jart. So basically, Estee Lauder owns Dr. Jart now. Alright, for beauty launches, YSL Beauty launched a collection of lipsticks called the Rouge Voluptus Rock and Shine in 16 Colors, which was created by their global beauty director, Tom Pichot. These lipsticks, okay, so when I saw the photo, I was very interested because there's a holographic star embossed in the center of it, and it actually looks surreal because I cannot actually process how these lipsticks swatch and how the holographic stars play a part in the finish of the lipstick. I'm very interested. Um, I went on Instagram, just read a few of the comments, and it seems like a lot of people like the lipsticks. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, next, Marc Jacobs joined the Liquid Glitter Bandwagon and created their own collection of liquid eyeshadow glitters called Liquid Sequins. Um, they're right now all over their, the Marc Jacobs Instagram page, and all I gotta say is, I'm here for eye glitter. I know e.l.f. just came out with their own liquid glitters as well. I love glitter on the eyes. It's my favorite makeup product because it really elevates your overall look, and it's super fun. With that being said, chunky eye glitters are actually, like, really difficult to produce. So for example, if you watch a beauty YouTuber tutorial and if they use glitter, it has to be cosmetic grade glitter. You can't just use a glitter you get from the craft store, right? 
And we have cosmetic grade glitter, but it's just like craft store. It looks like craft store glitter. But what I really like is multi-dimensional glitter and glitter that has different size glitters in it as well. I think that that's way prettier, way way more eye-catching. Um, example would be like the Glossier Glitter Geelys. They're like my favorite glitter eye product. And each of the glitters are different sizes, different colors, different types of reflections. And then you have obviously the actual pigment paste in them to like really make it look pop. And yeah, I love eye glitter. What can I say? So another thing is ever since... Glossier released their lip gloss. Clear lip gloss has been making its way into people's makeup collections. I love clear lip gloss. I have a collection of them because I am out of my mind. And I've been waiting for Fenty to make a clear gloss balm, which actually is seen in stores. The shade of their clear lip gloss is called Glass Slipper. And this was according to Trend Mood on Instagram. And then finally for skincare... Pixie Beauty, known for their Glow Tonic, have actually released another version of their Glow Tonic called Collagen Tonic. Collagen is primarily used for anti-aging, but it does help with retaining moisture in the skin, I believe. Um, I brought a product with collagen in it, which I'll talk about later. But I've never tried the P- Pixie Glow Tonics, but I have heard different, differing opinions about it. Um, some people are like, it's too harsh for skin, don't use it. And then there's people who like live by it. So I'm kind of interested. I was in the drugstore like a month ago and I was just walking around and they actually had like a Pixie Beauty stand and I didn't even realize it came out with like different versions of the glow tonic. Like there was like a moisture tonic. I think there was like, but I thought that was interesting. Um, and then that's all for beauty news. I think nothing really caught my eye. All right, jumping into best beauty looks of the week. Uh, okay, we're going to start here. So Desi Perkins, probably the only YouTuber I talk to uh, talk about next to Sarah Chung, uploaded a really cute curly hair tutorial. I have not tried it, but my god, it's like so pretty. She's been teasing it on her Instagram for a while, for like about the past two weeks, and it's pretty simple. I was kind of shocked. Um, the thing about it is, although it's really simple, you have to use heat, like you have to use a curling wand. But I mean, if you want good hair, you have to make sacrifices. But it's really pretty. And I've never, like, I naturally, I don't think, like, it looks too good to be 100% natural, but it's a really pretty hairstyle. I'm very excited to try it. I have super, super long hair, so I'm interested. Okay. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about the SAG Awards. The best beauty looks from the SAG Awards. Jennifer Garner looked very cute in her look. I wasn't the biggest fan of the dress, but overall, I think she looked really cute. Her makeup was done by Genevieve Her on Instagram, and a lot of her makeup was Neutrogena. I think she's like the brand ambassador for Neutrogena. Um, Joey Kang looked really good with her winged out smoky eyes. Her makeup was done by Alan Face on Instagram, and according to Alan Face, most of the products for Urban Decay and Lancome. Stephanie Shu. I think that's how you say it, but her last name is spelled H-S-U. I don't know who she is, but she looks super cute with her overall look. I loved it. I remember looking at this, looking at um, her makeup artist page, and she didn't have a photo up of Stephanie yet, so I wasn't very sure. But her makeup was done by Lauren Camby Makeup on Instagram. Her hair was done by Carly X Hair on Instagram. Oh, she looks so cute. I love her look. She looks very, like, glowy. 
Next, Crystal Fox looked really good. Her makeup was done by Mecca Dickerson, and hair was done by Miles Jeffries' hair. Um, her look was, like, pretty standard, like, normal. She still looked really pretty, though. Alexis Bledel looked super good. I have literally not seen her in years. Like, I like I am not even joking. I don't, I have never watched Good More Girls, but I know she is. But I literally have not seen her in years. But her makeup was done by Colleen Campbell... Campbell Olwell on Instagram and hair by Craig Ganji on Instagram as well. I liked her look. I liked her lip color. It was very simple. I liked her lip color and how it contrasted with her eyes. I think it looked really pretty. My favorite look in the night, Park Sodom. Looks so cute, super natural with like her soft look, which basically just accentuated like her glowing skin. Even her hair, since it was pulled back, it really accentuated the look. But her makeup and hair were actually done by Tammy Yee on Instagram. It was so pretty. Oh my god. I loved her look. Overall, though, the looks were meh. I'm really hoping, I guess we're all hoping, that the Academy, Academy Awards really give us something to work with here. Um, but they were okay. I don't know. Alright everyone, it's time for a haul. So I got a job rejection a few days ago and I had a few Amazon gift cards for my parents for graduating. So I decided to give myself some retail therapy and I bought what I only ever seemed to buy, which is makeup, hair, actually just overall beauty products. First, I got the super popular Revlon One Step Hair Dryer and Volumizer. If you don't know what it is, it's a dupe for, well, dupe in quotation marks for the Dyson Airwrap Complete Styler, which is like over $500. But it's the dupe for the Dyson Airwrap with the round brush attachment. Like the Complete Styler comes with many different attachments, but the Revlon One Step is the dupe for the air wrap with the round brush attachment. I just had to throw that out there because people might be confused thinking that the Revlon styler come the Revlon dryer comes with like different attachments. No, it's just like the round brush. Um, but the Revlon one retails between fifty to sixty dollars, but I got mine on Amazon for sale for thirty-five dollars. I used it and I actually really, really like it. It gives my hair a really nice blowout effect. A lot of people are conflicted because it's quite bulky, but I kind of like that because it makes it easier to grip for me and it grabs like more hair. However, it only has one temperature setting, which is really hot in my opinion. I use the low setting on my, low heat setting on my other blow dryer, but I also like it because I'm quite challenged when it comes to using both a hair dryer and a round brush. So combining both of these products into one makes it a lot easier. Um, but going forward, I'm not going to use it probably every day. My hair is naturally wavy, and I kind of really like the waviness. But I would definitely use it when my hair is wet on my roots just to like lift them up a lot more because my hair sits really heavy. But I really like it. Um, if you're someone who struggles with a lot of frizz in their hair and you want an alternative to straightening it or curling it all the time, I really like this. Next, I picked up the very popular Paul's Choice Skin Perfecting 2% BHA Liquid Salicylic Acid Exfoliant. Very long. Um, another recommendation from none other than Sarah Chung. She did a skincare video titled How to Actually Get Rid of Acne, Texture, Bumps, and Clear Your Skin Forever. And this is legitimately the only product she talked about in the video. And so I had to buy it, of course. I have used a solution from Glossier, which is like a 
similar product and I honestly don't remember what I think about it. It was it's been more than six months definitely. But what I can say is that I used the entire bottle, which means if I didn't like it, then I would have stopped using it. But the polish choice retails for $30, about $30 on Amazon. So far I've been liking it. Next skincare product is the L'Oreal Collagen Face Moisturizer. I think it's important to note that I'm in a phase of life where I have totally streamlined my skincare down to products I need. Benefit-wise, I don't need a lot. Like, my acne cleanser has benzoyl peroxide, which helps with acne, obviously. And then my serums work on the other things such as hydration, congestion, and, like, making my skin glow. So basically, I'm not looking for a moisturizer that has any out-of-these-worlds benefits. I kind of let my serums handle that now. I wanted a cheap face cream that was moisturizing and also something that I wouldn't feel like stingy while using it, which I had the Tatcha moisturizer. It retails for like $70 and I never used that much of it because I was like, this is so expensive. I have to make it last. It's about $9 on Amazon and two of my closest friends actually use it and they love it. So I was like, then let me get this. And then finally, I purchased a new eyeshadow primer. For the past few years, while Amazon was building like its beauty section, I've been visiting their, their growing section, and I've always seen this eye primer. Like this pi- primer has built a home in the Amazon beauty section. It's called a Thank Me Later Eyeshadow Primer by Elizabeth Mott, and it's about $13, and it was made in South Korea. Um, so one of the problems I have with my eyeshadow is that my eyelids are actually pretty oily, especially when eyeshadow has been sitting on it all day, on them all day. It's not so much I'm looking for an eyeshadow primer to create a base for vibrant color, but rather to stop oil from seeping through. I've only used this primer once, and it was pretty good. Like, my eyeshadow did last, and it did not crease. Um, But I'm going to try it more before I give a final recommendation about it. Um, Overall, those were the products I bought from Amazon. In the future, I will probably be buying more. Actually, I probably won't be buying more products, which is going to be next week's episode, which is about beauty sustainability, but I'll leave it at that. Okay, jumping into articles. Well, article. Um, I only have one for this week, and it is called The Biggest Makeup Trends and Product Innovations Coming in 2020. Um, by Devin Abelman, who is Allure's Biddy, Biddy, Allure's Digital Beauty Editor. And so I wanted to talk about it with you guys and give you my opinions, my thoughts. Okay, this one was new. I have never heard of this, but the first thing was a pearl-infused concealer, which are concealers mixed in with crushed micro-fine pearls. Honestly, I'm very skeptical about skincare and makeup when it's infused with gimmicky things like gold, but I can honestly see this working. The concealer they linked was the Tarte Shape Tape Glow, and I read the reviews on it, and it seems more like a brightener, and it adds a lot more like luminosity to the skin rather than a concealer. Um, in my head, I think of it as the Charlotte Tilbury Flawless Filter, which if you're looking for illuminating product, that is it. The Charlotte Tilbury, oh my god. One of my favorite highlighters or illuminators. I use it as a highlighter. Next is a concept 
um, was Primers for All, which was basically stating that makeup brands are coming out with different variations of makeup products, which has been a thing for years. Like, Smashbox has so many, and then Elf has made multiple variations of products. So, I don't see that really as a new thing or kind of a trendy thing. I think, you know, I don't even think primers are really trendy. I hate primers so much. Oh my god. Love-hate relationship. Next trend is vinyl lips, which is another way of saying very, very shiny lips. Um, I can honestly see this because lip gloss has made such a comeback in the past two years. Before that, it was literally all about matte liquid lips. Um, I can definitely see this going further. I'm very excited. They linked the M Cosmetics um, clear lip gloss that they just came out with. And then they also linked um, the MAC lip vinyls. Next was toxic free nail polish. Mainstream nail polish brands would follow indie brands in creating non-toxic products. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Like I said, clean beauty has been crazy in 2019. Um, next is a K-beauty trend called see-through blush. Um, I'm very iffy about this because I know if you are of a deeper skin tone, this trend might not work because you need to have very light, transparent skin for it to work and for the blush to show up. Like, see-through blush is like using a cheek jelly, something not too pigmented, that doesn't have like a powdery finish. It has like a very natural light finish to the skin. Yeah, so just to keep in mind, so don't be upset if like you try to do this see-through blush and it doesn't work if you are of a deeper skin tone. It's, it happens. Um, I know like I, when I use cheek jellies, you gotta put a lot on just for it to show up. So just to keep in mind, next was quick brow products. Okay, people are done. They are done with spending five minutes on their brows when they got 15 minutes to leave the house. People are tired, so quick brow products are the move. Okay. And then the next thing was pollution-protecting foundations, which I'm actually kind of excited about. So I can see how this came about in the realm of clean beauty, and also I'm glad Devin put this in. So if you remember in last week's episode, I talked about the Milani... Well, last week or maybe the week before that, but I talked about the Milani foundation that has a blue light filter. And if you don't know what blue light is, it's like the light that emits from like your laptop or your cell phone. Basically, I was like, I don't really know what that means, like blue light filter, what that does for the skin and why it's in a foundation. But um, Devin wrote in the article, quoting, yep, the newest foundations will even help shield us from our phones. In case you didn't know, scientific data points to blue light in general, penetrating into the skin, contributing to wrinkles, hyperpigmentation, and aging. So more time we spend on our devices, the worse our skin might be, says Shari Merchbian, a board-certified dermatologist and clinical assistant professor at New York University. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, okay, let's see, let's see how this works. But not, finally, we have blurred lips, which has been creeping up on us since like last year, I believe. Um, I'm excited about this. Blurred lips are a big makeup technique in Asia, and I think my first exposure to an American brand creating them was um, ColourPop when they came out with their ultra-blotted lip products. But yeah, that was the makeup trends for the year. Do I think there's going to be any really intense makeup trends? I can honestly... 
it's always up in the air. I think Clean Beauty is going to keep going. Um, I think a lot of brands are going to make the jump to Clean Beauty. Alright, so I've been in a very positive mood for the past two days, so I thought I would sit here and make a 2020 vision board with y'all. Um, this week's podcast, it was supposed to be about whether or not beauty, which means like makeup, hair, skincare, has a place in sustainability. Can, are, can beauty brands be sustainable? Who knows? I'm still doing research on that. I'm still trying to find out some information. But I thought this was a really fun idea because I've been really thinking about making a vision board. So I thought I would sit here and tell you guys about my thought process. Um, if you don't know what a vision board is, it is um, it's like this thing. It's like a board. Okay, let's start there. It's a board and you basically put photos of aspirations you would like to accomplish that year. For example, if you want a new car. You put a photo of a car you would like to purchase. And then when you see that photo every day, you'll be like, oh yeah, I want a new car. Um, the spiritual element of it is that it puts that energy out into the universe for you to get that new car. Much like Paula Coelho's quote from The Alchemist when he wrote, um, and when you want something, the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. So... That's basically what it is. Um, I know a lot of people are very skeptical about the vision boards, but I believe they work. I mean, I see why people are doubtful about the putting energy into the universe aspect, but the idea of seeing it every day and understanding the goals you want to accomplish helps me set like small intentions every day to make tasks to achieve them. Um, when I designed my goals page in my bullet journal, I wanted to create a vision board as well to help manifest those goals but also to remind myself about those goals because I just graduated and I'm applying to jobs and I have a lot of free time to do whatever I want, which is a blessing and a curse due to the fact I can literally sit and do absolutely nothing all day. But the thing is, I don't know if my printer's working, so I will figure that out after this podcast, but I did make picture sheets already that all I have to do is print out and stick them onto the paper, so I thought I would just sit here and talk to you guys about them. Um, obviously, you can't see the photos because this is audio, but I'm going to upload the finished mood board to Instagram so you guys can see kind of how it works. A lot of these images are from Google, Tumblr, and Pinterest, and I kind of just pick and chose what I wanted. Um, at first, I was being super technical about everything, like a certain aesthetic, but then I realized, like, for the mood board, you just need to pick out photos. Like, you just have to look at them and be reminded, okay, this is the goal I want to achieve or the goal I want to accomplish. It's not so much trying to fit, like, a certain aesthetic. That would be nice, like, if I had a color scheme, but, like, we're not doing that. So, starting off. Um, I'm referencing my Photoshop right now and my bullet journal, which has all my goals on it. Uh, first things first, I want to make sure I'm bullet journaling every day. It's usually the way I do, like, set up my tasks, figure out what's going on for the week. And then I use also my iCal to dock events, appointments, and do some calendar blocking or time blocking, basically. So... Basically, throughout the day, if I, let's say I am at my computer at 10.30 after breakfast. So from 10.30 to 11.30, I'm doing this, this, this. That's basically blocking. Um, I want to start doing that. I also, like, don't want to get caught up in, like, designing my bullet journal. Like, I don't want to sit there for, like, hours trying to, like, make it look pretty. 
I think I just kind of want it to be functional. Um, but that doesn't mean I won't add color because I actually really like making it pretty, but that doesn't mean I can't add a little bit of color. Um, another thing is I want to journal more. Okay, so this was one of my goals last year as well. Um, I used the Day One app, which is like an online version of your journal. It's $25 a year. I think it's worth it. Um, it logs all your journal entries. You can add photos. You can do like a podcast style. It's super easy to access because it syncs to your... I have a MacBook, so it syncs to my MacBook, and then it also syncs to my phone. So I can literally journal from bed. I can have multiple different notebooks in there, and it's actually very, very nice. I actually really enjoy the app. I want to make sure I'm using it every single day. And then the, also the ultimate thing about it is that I think is really cool is that it has an option of, let's say I fill up over 300 pages worth of journal entries. You can have even have the option to have that turned into a physical book for you. So I'm like, oh my god, I need to reach that point so I can do the physical book. But journaling was very helpful to find patterns in your life. Um, it's a great motivator to look back on things you struggled with because a lot of times when I when I go back on my entries, I'm like, this is not even a big deal anymore. Like, you're fine, <laughs> you know? But it's also a great way to capture memories. And then next, I want to read more. I enjoy reading. I want a Kindle, but I really want to read more. I have Audible, which I use. So the books I have for this page right now is The Power of Habit, A Gathering of Shadows. I read the first book in the series, and this is the second book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Those are just three bit random books I picked out. But then the other element is that I added the Goodreads 2020 reading challenge, but I did it as if I actually finished the reading challenge, and I set my goal of reading 20 books this year, and I'm really hoping that I can do it. Today I looked at it and it was like, yeah, you're already behind. And I was like, oh no. But that's it so far. Um, and then I printed out or picked out a bunch of digital and digital art and paintings. So like this year I'm going to be more creative. So I picked out like digital art that inspires me. And then like paintings that inspire me. Mostly like old Renaissance art. I think that will just be a reminder to be try to be creative more, think more, you know, and to remember to practice art. Um, and then I also want to restart learning languages. In college, I took Chinese. I took Mandarin. I um, really liked it. I actually picked up a lot of Mandarin, so I want to continue with that. Um, next, I need it to be a goal that I read the news every single day. Sometimes I get very lazy and I don't, so I have a couple news outlets that I read. And alongside that, like, make sure I'm reading my daily beauty news. Uh, another thing is, oh, sorry. And then another thing is I have a photo of someone running just to remind me of fitness. So I usually exercise three times a week, but I want to up that up to five times a week. I think that's really doable. And then for career, I have... I want to try to reach 10k on Insta and maybe even Twitter. Um, I don't know if that's possible, but we're going to try Instagram for cute kind of podcasts. But 
Yeah, and then also, I really want to get a job in beauty, so that's kind of the goal right now. Photos of New York City, because essentially one day I would like to move to New York City. Uh, and then on top of that, I have a few little stickers, but then I also have like two Instagram feeds just to give me some Instagram feed motivation slash inspiration to like design a nice one. And then I have this random photo of Sir John doing Beyonce's makeup, just to remind me about the artistry aspect of makeup. And yeah, that's basically the entirety of this vision board. I'm gonna put, try to put all these pictures on an 8x5, wait no, 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper, which is just a normal sheet of paper, so I don't have a really big board. You know, just something I can stick in my on my desk and just pull out, look at it, and feel it, and put it back away. But yeah, but yeah, I would love to know what your mood board looks like. I think that's really exciting. All right, that wraps up today's podcast. If you would like to listen to future episodes of Cute Kind of, it is available on Apple Podcasts. Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and CastBox. Still working on the iHeartRadio thing. But my Twitter is currently private, but it's Layla underscore Riaz for future reference. My Instagrams are Layla.Riaz and Cute Kind of Podcast. And then if you want to follow me on Pinterest, I highly suggest you do because I think my Pinterest is pretty poppin'. But it's, you know, www.pinterest.com backslash Layla Riaz. Um, this episode will be available on YouTube on Friday or the day you're listening to this podcast episode. And my handle is cute kind of podcast. Please follow me. I greatly appreciate it. And also please rate me and review me on Apple podcasts. It helps me make this podcast better. Um, do I have anything else to say? Let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to probably go back to Thursday uploading just (laughs) And just because I prefer Thursdays over Fridays and then just using Fridays as YouTube upload days, I just think Thursdays are better days. Um, With that being said, thank you so much for listening and I will talk to all you guys next week. Have a great, great weekend and bye! Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia. Your Total Wine & More store is ready to serve you with our always low prices on an incredible 8,000 wines and 2,500 beers. Want it today? Try our same-day delivery or contactless curbside pickup at TotalWine.com. Whether you're grabbing your favorite beer or pouring a glass to enjoy an evening on the deck, Total Wine & More has you covered. Visit any of our 12 stores in Northern Virginia.